0: And welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa. Here's where we equip you with practical tools to live your faith in our modern world of today. This week, we welcome back a good friend, Robert Martek. Welcome back to the Catholic Toolbox.
1: Thanks, George. Thanks for having me back. I really look forward uh, to to coming back. I feel like I'm part of the furniture there, but I'm sure. uh, Listening to some few podcasts uh, uh, along the way. there's some fantastic people that you've had on your show, and it's good to be part of that show.
0: It's good to be a regular guest, especially for those Australians yes. here listening today. Um, and uh, it, yeah. it's it's so amazing. and it's great weather here today. Uh, it's just just sydney Sydney weather is absolutely amazing. I, I love the crisp cold, which is which is tremendous. I mean for those who are, up north in the States and Europe, we're in our winter down here, down under yeah, in Australia. So it's, it's just absolutely tremendous. But let's go straight into our topic today, which is volunteering. I know we've been discussing a little bit about volunteering uh, and, and things to do about the community and giving back, uh, giving back to the community. And especially uh, as Christians, we're motivated by a supernatural dimension to give back. But even for those who are of faith, they can probably gain something out of this because thinking on a human level, you know, we we, we could be drawn to volunteer and give back to the community. You know, it doesn't require that supernatural uh, dimension on just on that human dimension, um, giving back and volunteering. So what do you have to say about volunteering, Robert?
1: Well, I, I I would say, I'd beg to differ. i say it, it really does make a lot of difference on the supernatural. In fact, a lot of people that believe they have very ordinary mundane lives, yet their highlight of their week, where they're jumping out of their skin, is they can't wait to get to that particular shop or that particular place to do volunteer work because... They find it so rewarding and hence why I thought I'd raise this topic. In fact, people from other faiths um, find it beneficial. And if you were to go into a shop, for example uh, or a company or a sporting field on any Saturday morning, every single person will tell you, regardless of their age of a say a soccer player, they will always talk about and always remember the canteen long after they talk about the goals and the team and the photos. They'll always remember that one person at the canteen that was, that had a smile for them all the time.
0: I mean, it's actually amazing. I mean, just that the sense of not getting paid for something and, and doing it because you're motivated by a supernatural uh, or, or natural dimension Or or virtue uh, is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, so many people uh, might be listening and thinking, oh, well, why in this busy world, the cost of living going up with inflation and the shortage of time? I mean, we're so busy in our day to day lives. We are really, really busy with work, balancing life, balancing family, friends, and a social life, and trying to keep fit and have time for yourself. Why would I volunteer? why would i why would I take some time out and uh, do something to help the community, whether it's an emergency service or helping people uh, somebody with homework or 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 giving back to a, cha- a soup kitchen or charity, why would I do that?
1: Well, given the fact that we are working very hard, more than ever, busier more than ever, stretched more than ever. Volunteering is like the seesaw whereby we're tilted this way, but volunteering kind of balances our perspective up a little bit. And actually, if you're not too, um, if you're not too careful, you might actually start to experience a change in your mood. You will make friends and it's a building area. It's where, people build things from uh, and meet people from, from a place where your job is not under threat. You don't yeah. have to impress the boss for a promotion.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah, It, it does give that sense of, of just having, of, of I can't get fired from this.
1: Yeah. Yeah well listen George think about it when we have jobs to do say our nine-to-five job or if you do shift work we have to go through processes of CVs interviews rejections acceptance but then another rejection etc etc and we're constantly trying to find that um, equilibrium what the Greeks called the homeostasis homeostasis Yeah, The middle part, where we're just tranquil. Now, volunteering, you don't have to do any of that. You choose somewhere to volunteer, you walk in there. No interviews needed. A working with children's check, yes, but that's it. You just walk in and you choose your time, you choose your hour, choose your day, and away you go. People love you for it. You are appreciated as a person, as a member of a community, and you've got a few things in common with people there as well because they're the same as you, volunteers.
0: I just want to touch on what inside of us uh, uh, can benefit. It's It's not just about benefit, it's about giving. But how can we receive from volunteering our time? I think it, that might sell it better to people why they should volunteer. What do we get out of it? And how can it help us at least? <laughs> if you're looking at it from a self, if people are still in that uh, uh, um, self sort of uh, seeking mindset, you know, sometimes I, I've struggled with that. Uh, you know, oh, why would I volunteer? With, why would I give, you know, an organization my time? You know, my time is worth so and so, and I'm very busy. And uh, but, what what can we gain out of um, volunteering on a personal level, and how can we benefit from that?
1: Well, satisfaction in life is partially dependent on living a life and having a purpose of meaning. So, when we do something for others, we feel good about ourselves. And we give of ourselves, but with volunteering, you get spades loads back much more than you ever thought you would get back. And that fills you up like a job and a career cannot fill you up with. Yeah, That's the beauty of volunteering. It is its own beast, so to speak, right? So because we become happy. If you weren't happy and you want to be happy you volunteer and if you go into an organization and volunteer i would bet my bottom socks that you would be anything less than happy you feel it you sense it it's an immediate feedback it's an immediate feedback because people appreciate you very much so today we do our work we are underappreciated we don't appreciate others but when we do something, quote, for free, mm-hmm. we're very much appreciated and we're very much looked after. And that's where the happiness comes from.
0: So, so that's definitely one element there of, of how you can you know, add something where you, your, your self-motivation, your, your, your confidence can grow definitely. Uh, and also, here's another thought. You, you learn to let go of yourself or your own worries. I mean, in the midst of the busyness of this world, the midst of yep. the craziness of today's society and balancing life, living in a busy city life, uh, you letting go of your busyness and all your, your day-to-day worries and focusing in on volunteering, giving yourself will actually help you to forget your own worries. And forget your own self, uh, self, um, self-consumed <laughs> day-to-day it, activities.
1: Yeah, just your own self-interest. hundred percent. Australians give over or spend over seven hundred million hours of volunteering each year. 700 million hours. Now, if we were to pay people to do 700 million hours, people can't afford it. You're helping an organisation that has very little help from anyone else by your loan, the government. They're usually a non-for-profit. And you get to be in a place where... You're amongst a kind of like a United Nations of people from all languages, but they're all got the same idea as you. They actually want to go there. They actually find it's fun, and they actually like it. And when you when you find that, you want more of it.
0: Exactly. I mean, if you, it's just absolutely profound. It's it's really profound um, that volunteering saves a lot of money uh, and pressure on the economy. I mean, to think about this. How much did religious, back in the day, how many religious orphanages, uh, religious-run schools, religious-run, and still today, I mean, church-run schools, religious-run schools, religious-run hospitals, orphanages, uh, uh, hospitals, hospices, that were just run by people who carried this out as part of their vocation and never charged money so essentially it was semi-volunteer work and that really helped the world because there was someone there that they could go to church hospitals or church um, hospices uh, orphanages that weren't there for the commercial
1: aspect of things that's how i you know it it it
0: get a great justice of society
1: Yeah, but the essential kernel of volunteering or the nucleus of the volunteering are the people that give of their time. The people say, well, look, I can't give more than four hours. I can give three hours a week or three hours a month or three hours every two weeks, but for that three hours, I'm coming there and it'll be the best train ride. It'll be the best car drive there. It'll be the best few hours you've spent And it will always be a highlight of your fortnightly visits or monthly visits, et cetera, et cetera. People aren't asking for anything else except a small part of your time. Now, to invest a small part of your time as a volunteer, it reaps rewards. It will benefit you in many other ways. But the actual high that you get from volunteering, you cannot get from having $10 million. It it doesn't do it. But the volunteering does. Because once again, not what you can do for me. What can I do for you? And this is the little bit I can do. Now, if everyone did a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, right? We're not That's asking for point. money.
0: Quantified of everybody. Yeah. Quant
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and COVID was a testing time for volunteer organisations because they shut down. It cuts off a lot of a, a life oxygen take, a life supply to a lot of people that rely on hampers, rely on clothes, rely on a voucher, rely on someone coming to mow the lawn for them. But when COVID locked us all down, they suffered the most. And, of course, the people on the street that had nowhere to reach and get help from, no chance. So the volunteers, Vinnies, uh, there are doctors that volunteered. There's a a fellow who... He I think he works in the Royal North Shore. I think he was on a current affair. He's a doctor and he offers his services for free after work. He has a van loaded with medical equipment. He has a team of nurses and volunteers, and they go and park at bus shelters in parks, go out and immunize and treat tramps, people who are beggars, people who are sleeping on the grass. He gives them free, medicine he treats them for free
0: that's amazing that, that that's truly truly amazing
1: yeah i think he got australian of the year once i think what yeah but he was an english fellow who studied medicine in london and he kind of got this idea about what about the people that aren't coming through the hospital door they're too poor they can't They can't even get a flu shot, whatever. Um, He went to get them. And so this is your typical good Samaritan.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: This is your gospel in action. And when people see doctors and nurses work for free, it's an inspiration to say, yeah, it's not about status. It's not about your job. It's not about what hospital you belong to but it's about getting down and getting dirty and being able to mix it with people that can't, can't thank you. They can't thank you. They've got nothing to give you, but you've got something to give them, but you get back from them many other ways. God knows. I mean, it's beautifully, you
0: beautifully put it there. How much we gain from giving to other people. I mean, I think today we often focus on ourselves and our busy lives. And especially in these times where there's a lot of cost of living issues for people and interest is high. We can be consumed in our own day to day busyness and struggles and it's good to stop and think, how can we help people because in turn we're helping ourselves because uh, uh, on a human level, we're growing in virtue, we're growing in selflessness, we're thinking of others, we're gaining a lot personally by helping other people. I mean, uh, it's a two-way stream. I mean, we give and then we receive uh, ourselves personally and other people receive or we receive, but we're not doing it for the fact that we're receiving. And this there's often many temptations not to help or not to take any action, but there are so many great Australians who have taken action in this area of volunteering, whether it's a few hours, like you said, it could be a few hours or it could be that once a month, but I think it's the principle of looking uh, you mm. think Robert at maybe your timetable
1: mm-hmm.
0: and discerning how much time can I give, uh, uh, given that, you know, I'm meeting my work duties, my family duties, balancing it out with everything, uh, uh, having a balanced life. Uh, and I'm sure we've all uh, seen what our schedules look like in a balanced way and in an ordinary way in our current circumstance. But then finally looking at the residual hours that we have, because, again, there is a hierarchy. Our work has to come first. Our duty is there, our family, our church, uh, other other things. But then finally, there's always residual time that we can give.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you see, we we had this thing, and this is going back to when I taught in schools. We had things like work experience, and the country today, and the baby boomers and their parents. We had work experience; it was part of the Australian fabric. Now, come. 2000 and this and that it became very legalized and schools said no we're not doing it anymore it's too much of a risk because you know a couple of people let let everyone down by sitting down at the work not doing anything but the very fact that work experience is an opportunity for you to go for two three weeks and spend in a place Where you possibly might want to do as a job, as a career. Yeah. Right. And that was a doorway through. And having said that, the segue is many people have done volunteer work, have gone on and got an education or did something with their life whereby they've actually become one of the other people who work in these organisations full-time. And so when they love this work and they're getting paid, paradise. You feel guilty getting paid for something you love doing. So it's a doorway there for people as well. You know, you you worry about you want to change your career? Good. Go and spend a, a, a day at a place of a possible career place or organisation that you want to join. Go and work there for a day. As a volunteer, go and watch. It's like our Lord said, go, come and see. Come and see. Come and see what it's like. And you'll know sooner or later if this is for you or not.
0: That's absolutely- it's got a lot of
1: benefits like that too for, for, for people's work, right? Exactly. So yeah,
0: It may yeah. be a possible career for people. People might love this so much and there are... Um, translating this into into work opportunities after doing it for for years or a period of time where you you find that this is something uh, in a mature way in a well discerned way this could be something i might want to pursue as a career that can open up an avenue for you or you can meet a potential business uh, uh network there or somebody that you can network with uh that may eventually give you a job or lead you to that other business network i mean the amount of times personally i mean i used to volunteer uh many years ago at in the new south wales state emergency service um yeah Yeah. in my local community uh, for several years during uh uni days and i I felt absolutely satisfying to, to volunteer to help, you know, uh, when, when trees fall down, we've got to cut down trees, we've got to move things out of the way. It's tremendous work. And a big shout out to everybody who volunteers in the yeah. emergency service, the Royal fire, um, rural fire service um, and the other emergency services. And, and and there's a great sense of self-motivation to be there because you're not getting paid. You This is taking time out of your schedule and people are there and they're rocking up and they're showing up and they're committed to helping the community and that that builds something there that's that uh, on a character level that 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 cannot be i believe achieved just what in your workplace i'm sure you can achieve somewhat it, it, that character development but something that you per- persevere with that you're not getting paid for there's no benefit there to you personally apart from taking time out of your schedule and energy and you're giving yourself to it there's just a different dimension of character development i believe and my experience in that is you meet so many different people that are, to this day are good friends or uh, business networks have let me to other people you just absolutely um you meet people with a good attitude because you meet like-minded people that that yes. do have that good attitude and that serving character that serving aspect of themselves of wanting to serve and and therefore you're going to meet similar people that's that's my experience Robert and and they will lead you to other people who are like-minded because they associate with people who are like-minded so if you actually want to meet people that have a, a, um, a good character about them in most cases volunteering is the way to go there's great networks that you can from there as well that's another incentive to want to volunteer
1: yeah i mean the role of women today it's uh, fascinating it's undergoing tremendous change and tremendous courage for, for of, of women putting their hand up without saying, sounding patronizing to say yeah i'm worth just as much as the guys i do the same job and you know now we're coming up to that thing in australia same same job, same pay kind of thing. So there's a lot of toing and fro here. And uh, mothers are your first volunteers in life, unpaid for. Do not ask a cent from any of their children. Um, if you're a Muslim working in a mosque, at, working at the mosque bookstore, altar serving, acolytes, all of these people give of their time for free. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um,
0: more church-related. Yeah, with, absolutely. With
1: Correct. Correct. Somebody puts their hand up to read a church. Only that person will be able to share with you what that is like, what it's meant for them, yet they're reading for everyone else there and everyone else is listening. What? Look! Look at the weather that we've had. You mentioned about the rural fire, you know, the emergency services. Now, at 11 o'clock at night, it's freezing and the rain is pelting down and everyone's at home in their pyjamas getting ready for bed. And then the news comes on, the late news, and shows us people in these fluorescent trench coats walking tiles on a roof, putting a rope around this massive tree. And you're thinking to, to yourself, my God, these guys are heroic. These guys are on to, they're made of the right stuff. These guys are on to the right stuff. It's just amazing. Most Australians would tip their hat to that. That's volunteering. That's what it means. Lifesavers. How many people are pulled out of the water to this day? Royal Lifesaving Service. Volunteers. Someone tonight maybe wants to take their own life. Lifeline volunteers 24 7 and I could go on and on and on but we're fortunate and if we have that not spare change not spare money but a spare hour or two or you know or a day in a weekend whereby you can afford to give off uh, give your time You're a fortunate person. You will never, ever be sorry. And as you said, it's character building. You get to see people disarmed. You don't march in there and go, this is who I am, briefcase, and I'm such and such. No, you go in there and it's disarming. It's so you've got nothing to worry about. No one's going to take your job. No one's <laughs> gonna no one's gonna get angry at you. Why didn't you get this done on time? It's all said without saying it.
0: I mean that's absolutely tremendous. I mean, giving back to the community and and look i, I think for most people it' it's start with a few hours a few hours or an afternoon mm. it doesn't have to be a full day and then mm. you can build it up from there. I mean it, just as a thought for volunteering and
1: yeah definitely. Definitely. Mums and dads out there, sporting teams are crying out for coaches, for managers. And you could be managing a sporting team where one day one of the best ever players that goes on to play for Australia perhaps may have come from that team that you managed. It, that's got nothing to do with you having a, a cl- a distinction certificates in coaching. It's like, can you do it? Yes or no? And therefore, you do it. And then you'll find something really special in training and coaching kids or teenagers. You build a relationship there that um, lasts forever. It does last forever, no doubt.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about the mindset of volunteering. Now, a lot of people might want to volunteer volunteer. Because they want, you know, that instant, you know, happiness, you know, feel good about themselves. And I remember volunteering overseas to build in the Philippines, uh, 15 homes. And, and uh, mm. at the start of the project, many of the, the locals were very, very qualified uh, carpenters who could actually build homes themselves. And we sort of felt redundant in the first few days of being there. Uh, and so we felt as if it was more about us trying to go and feel good about ourselves for <laughs> volunteering but let's talk about the mindset of volunteering how do we prepare ourselves mindset wise before we venture out and say and look at our schedules and say look we have a few hours or a day where I can give back to the community and then discern which, uh, what to volunteer for we'll talk about that later but let's talk about the mindset and focus on that
1: so you just described there a situation of a mindset and you, you kind of gone to the Philippines and it's sort of like a little bit standoffish. You kind of think, well, what did we come for if people here are qualified, this and that? By doing less, feeling less qualified, feeling uh, that you're not quite capable of doing it as well as these people... By you guys doing less than realising that, that was your volunteering because I can tell you now that those people will never, ever forget that group of Australians that came to help them. They'll never, ever forget that because the Australians came before their own people came to help. And that speaks great on a country level on that sort of macro level, but also as a group where you've got that identification as saying, you know what, we just can't march into a country and expect X, Y, Z. They've got their culture, they've got their way of doing things. And we realized that very, very quickly, and we adapted and made ourselves useful, even though we might've felt like klutzes. And on a national scale, you did wonders because you broadened communications between two countries. You actually painted Australia as a beautiful place with mm-hmm. beautiful people as it is. Okay. We don't get that. Anything about Australia? Yeah. it's about something negative on the media. Okay. but on ground level, a lot of good things are happening.
0: Yeah, so on a local level, uh, people mm. want to volunteer for a soup kitchen, a local emergency service, or church, okay. any function at church. For example, how should they approach it with the right mindset?
1: Okay. To get the full benefits of volunteering, the trick is to get involved in something that you're passionate about. It has to be something that you are passionate about because... Otherwise, you'll be expecting just to walk into anything and expect the benefits to come or to experience a feel-good or what we call a helper's high, just like you get a runner's high, a helper's high. So you need to find something that you're passionate about. Now, you can open the internet, you can open up magazines, and there are lots and lots of places and things out there. So you need to find what you're passionate about because – when you help those people that's where you feel better knowing that you've helped others that's the reward finding your passion some people yeah so physical some people mental some people both exactly. whatever passionate means to you it's passionate you know you might like the media you're passionate about the media Go and, and volunteer. Go uh, and work with a journalist. Follow a journalist along. You know, even if you're maybe holding a cable of a camera or just something that you find you like a adrenaline rush or something like that. You know, just volunteer. Volunteer. RSPCA places. There are pets. Yeah, yeah for you can exactly volunteer. If you're not
0: passionate about yeah. animals, helping yes. animals, or you're not passionate about you know anything for any physical work i wouldn't suggest joining the local SES or the rfs or but yeah if you're somebody who likes talking to people yeah maybe something more on a social level where you could visit the elderly uh or run correct a, or run a soup kitchen that's a bit more uh less le- less active so it's more concerning yes. What you're more passionate about? And By passion, we don't mean uh, we don't mean you have to be starting. It's just something you're generally on, on a base level interested in. You have an interest. You
1: you it has to mean something to you. It, yeah. There's a there has to be a purpose behind it. I've always wanted to work there. I've always wanted to do that. I always wonder what that's like. It looks great. It looks exciting. Um. I could do that and doors open. Um, even if you were to go to a PCYC or boxers training, you can volunteer to be like holding things for people so they can do things and that. And you help that athlete become a better athlete by holding pads, for example. There are many, many ways. You everyone, if if you want to volunteer you will already have an idea of something that you would like to do.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So that, that's the first start. Is there anything
1: else that we should keep in mind, Robert? Um, looking through my list, uh, you belong. You'll have a sense of belonging. You belong somewhere. You you have a pro-social behaviour attitude. Um because as you said before, 80, it says here, we've got stats here that tell us that 82% of volunteers were more likely than 52% of non-volunteers to have attended a community event recently. And therefore, you are already kind of on the adventure. You already kind of have a places and contacts where, whereby you know, you'd know like to explore. And as you said before, you meet like-minded people, and that means you find people in different networks, right? It's all there for free.
0: It's absolutely amazing. I think it's very, very inspiring to think of, you know, where someone can put that little bit of time in, meet new people, benefit the community, yeah. and then gain some character development themselves and grow human virtue. Now, yeah, okay. let's speak about yeah. what people can practically go for. What are some examples of good volunteer extracurricular things that people can devote some time to in their schedule or a day or once a month or every two months or a couple times a year If for those who don't have a very stringent on time. There, there's something there for everybody. I mean, I, I mean there's some people who, who volunteer once or twice a year with the Vinnie's van and they help the homeless and doing that once or twice a year is better than saying, well, I don't have any time and never doing it or maybe during, yeah. Lent, you know, there's four, you know, 40 days of intense uh, doing charity intensely can make up for the fact uh, can can really do a lot of good that leaves it running for the rest of the year. So that might be your time where you volunteer at that time, you know, particular time. It, it, it could be, depending on your circumstance, I think fitting in some form of charity, whether it's annual, biannual, every quarter, every month, every week, every fortnight, yeah. or a few hours yeah. here and there at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. People volunteer at these, say, for example, at these running events. There is a city to surf. There's a marathon, half marathon. There's a raise money walk for women with breast cancer and that, they put their name down, and they're there every single year. And they'll do a bit of preparation for it, and they look forward to it, and they'll meet each other, and they go, oh, "How are you? I haven't you're looking well? You know, this year or six months ago. How how are you?" And then you are busy doing your little part of the volunteer work that you're doing, um, you know. So once again, uh, you can plan, pick. Uh, five maybe four or five things you feel you may be passionate about Mm -hmm. and go and find out go and find out what it's like is it something that you'd want to have a go at because it's like this when it comes to volunteer hours or it's my time to go and volunteer for example um it's like this um the Passage in the gospel where our Lord talked about two sons and they both were told about their father's will for them. And the first one said, yes, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. He he never went. He never did the father's will. The other one said, no, you know, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't feel like it. And then he went away a little bit and he thought about it. And then he said, No, nah, I'd better go because it's the father's will. And he went and did it. That's the difference, the hide that you get from the volunteering. You might not feel like it on Saturday morning, few hours at a cold soup kitchen, especially in winter, and it's raining. And you're going, Why am I doing this for? But when you get there, you know what you're doing it for, because people are there waiting for you. You're kind of like the star for the day because they're relying on you and you're going, but I'm nothing much. If you knew how much I um, swore under my breath, getting up today thinking I'm not going to do this anymore. You know what I mean? And then when you get there, you look at people and they are happy to see you. Not many places where people feel happy to see us these days. No, us, but, uh, us no. I said. So yeah. us means the total lot of everything because we're connected to our families, to community, to a state, to a country, to the world, very much so. And believe me, doctors without borders, volunteers, doctors with hectic schedules, their holiday is to go and work in Ethiopia for free as a volunteer they call that their holiday
0: wow
1: wow wow that's what it means so you're so connected to the you've grounded you're so connected and grounded as a person that you know a, a night at a five-star hotel might be great but then that's it whereby a night in a tent in ethiopia talks to you a lot more as a person mm-hmm. challenges you more doesn't exactly. it and, and, and the other thing you said mentioned a few points so it's that it's that um being real with yourself but go and have a go no one no one's gonna no one's gonna shout at you or blame you for having a go and maybe that place wasn't quite right but that might suggest something else no it's what suits you, what you're passionate about. And another thing is um, the second point I wanted to make was that when you finish a shift, when you finish a couple of hours at a volunteer place, you walk out and you think to yourself how very little it takes for a man or a woman to be happy. It's not the materialistic things that it, it tells you that instantly. It's not the materialism that makes me happy. Sure, I need it. But volunteer work teaches you, nope, we don't need as much. We just need a very little bit and we're happy. So it gives you a sense of proportion. And, of course, thirdly, thirdly, you come back to your work. You come back to your family. You come back to this. And you're a more grown, rounded person. You 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 have a lot more in you, and that means that you have a lot more that can be given you.
0: What's amazing is the amount of employers who look at the work experience or voluntary, uh, uh, charitable works or voluntary work that yes. people undertake on their resume because. Often, let's say if you're volunteering for, it requires a lot of administration, a lot of tasks, teamwork, being a team player, yeah. if someone has the right qualifications for what job they're applying for, but then you look at their volunteer work, the, the fact that they've gone out of the way, they've they've volunteered in soup kitchens, they've been a part of charities constantly, means they can work with people and, and they can go that extra mile. It might indicate at least, not for certain, but in in many cases, that they can go that extra mile and have that good attitude in their work if, if they're willing to go out of their way and, um, and, and volunteer for free. It indicates things about people. So there's there's definite um, benefits there on your resume. I'm not saying to do it just for the resume, but yeah. know that people... Well- other people who will eventually pay you as your employers yeah. will will see and recognise that as well. They will appreciate that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember in year nine at St. Pat's at Strathfield, year nine. Um, There was a Marie Roberts was her name. Now, Marie Roberts had been the secretary at this boys private school for so many years, so many years. She was always at the front girl at the desk, lovely and polite. And then, then she asked me a question that kind of changed my life. And I was only in year nine. You know what it's like being in year nine. Yeah, so You know,
0: definitely.
1: you don't want to be caught. You don't want to be caught talking to someone who's 40 years old. Cause back in those days, 40 is like 80 years old, right? <laughs> Your mates would tease you going, what are you, what's wrong? What are you talking to? What have you done? And she said, look, she goes, dear. She goes, I want to ask you something. Would you be able to help me? do something um, after school on Wednesdays. I need some help in the kitchen. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I thought, what is it? She goes, come, I need you to help me uh, serve tea and coffee for these important people that come every Wednesday, one day a month. All these important people come and they have a meeting and they have a chat and they've got a light supper. So I need someone to help me carry the coffee, set up the urns and bring out the cut sandwiches etc. and in the oven there'll be little party pies and everything like that. And being a year nine boy, I thought, wow, free food right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought
1: I'm I'm going, right? <laughs> Look, yeah I'm get, maybe I'll get a, a plate of food for free as a thank you. And I did yeah. it as a volunteer. but lo and behold, those big people I was serving and everything like that, we're all psychiatrists and psychologists that met once a month. <laughs> and here I am, fast forward, at 58, at 58, I'll never forget Marie Roberts, who <laughs> got me going there against my wishes. Like, I, 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 I didn't <laughs> want it. But when I got there and when I saw what it was about and someone said to me, thank you. When you handed them a coffee, thank you. Oh, I'd like, would you like to have a set? Oh, yes, I'd like to have that one Thanks. And they say, thank you and please. That's what life's all about. That's You feel, amazing. you feel, you feel wanted. You feel you belong. That's
0: absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And even, and I would have done it even if I did get a few little party pies on the plate, George. Yeah. I still would have went and done it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but knowing us as humans, you know, little incentives like that, or maybe I might get a pie. Oh, maybe I might feel, you know, better about yeah. myself. But at the end of the day, that fades away and we forget about it. And we, we, we zone in on the service, or the, the Christ like service that we, give yeah. to others. And we see Christ in those people we serve. It's a way of really justifying yeah. ourselves in the midst of that uh, uh, that volunteer work. We're there, and we can we can do an effective apostolate, which is terrific. We can meet people it is and bring Christ it's, to them. There's an evangelical yeah. intervention there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of skill you develop your skill of balance and juggling when you're carrying important and 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 hot items. you've got a sense of respect for what you're carrying. So you're learning how to balance properly. I mean, all of these things that you grow and learn from, but you're unaware of at that age, they all help you later on. Hmm. But that woman, you know, uh, she's always forever in my prayers because she gave me an opportunity to be of value, be of help, not only to her, but to all those other people.
0: That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, Robert, let's go into some example, practical examples. What can people volunteer uh, volunteer for? Let's, let's, uh, for? For those thinking here tonight, look, maybe I might want to spend some time this year. We're halfway through the year. We're in June, end of financial year. People reviewing the year so far. It's a time to re- recharge, reset ourselves for the rest of the six months. This is the time where people really review and reflect. Some people listening might want to say hey you know what yeah. you know what i do have a few yeah. hours that week you know what i'm yeah. a really busy person but i want to volunteer maybe once a month for a few hours or i'm someone who's semi-retired i can actually volunteer maybe every two weeks or once a week with my time to charity or or, or some organization within the church or a secular organization um, whatever it is to help the community regardless What are some examples? What are some ideas for people? What can they do? Let's just jot them down.
1: Okay. If you've got kids or you don't have kids and you remember your education, go to a school and offer some of your time as a volunteer in any way, shape or form within your physical capabilities. If you're older, whatever donate time in the clothing pool at the tuck shop at, at um. At um the regular events that the school holds, swimming athletics carnivals, uh parent-teacher nights, be be, be kind of like a, a multi volunteer whereby there are 12 things in a year and put your name to that and say, Oh, I'll, I'll I want to be part of that. So your local school, it can be a totally different school. It can be a university. Uh, look at food places, look at food for the poor, look at buses and trucks that go around that feed homeless people um, look at organizations where by you help and volunteer to help uh, a drug and alcohol uh, teenagers find their feet again because their mother and father don't understand them and they've fallen into bad company go and volunteer at at a um, at a um, at a hospital public, private, mental hospital, many of them, animal shelters. Uh, they're just some of those places uh, that you can volunteer. Art galleries. There's Art galleries. plenty.
0: Uh, there's a New South Wales SES, a state emergency yes. service, if you like um, yes. things to do with trees falling down or flood emergency situations, Um You also have the uh, rural fire service, so you can volunteer there if you're uh, if you have an interest in firefighting or helping fires or helping put out. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you like to do first day with Saint John Ambulance, so organisations, say for example, Saint John's Ambulance, and say Lifeline. Okay, there's some money that you have to pay from yourself to get the training and get the certificate. but once you've got that say, for example, Lifeline, you can't sleep at night and you're not working anymore. Go and put yourself down for Lifeline. Work on the what we call the graveyard shift between, uh, say, 12 o'clock midnight to 8 o'clock in the morning, whereby it's a fact that most people die and perhaps take their lives in those early hours of the morning. You'll save someone's life just by picking up the phone, saying, hi, Lifeline, can I help you? Mm-hmm. Someone there. Yeah, things absolutely. like that. Yeah, yeah. Even if and you get
0: that. And the good thing is, yeah. with these organizations like the New South Wales uh, State Emergency Service, I obtained a few certifications through that. Yeah. And, and with St John's Ambulance or these other organizations that you may have to pay for some of your training, depending on the organization, things may. Have changed. Yeah. You're gaining another qualification.
1: So yes, fact, you are.
0: You're getting a certificate, WHS certificates, and. You're yep. getting more qualified. You're getting better trained up to help you in yes. your even day-to-day work and make you a more well-rounded person.
1: Yes, and 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 that money usually goes to the administration costs. Somebody has to process these things and that. And believe me, a volunteer organisations don't have much much of a bureaucracy. They can't yeah. afford it. So you because know you thing. can basically <laughs> see where it, yeah where it's coming from yeah. But yeah. a very good point, George, you know, and you go back to the, you know, the the emergency services and um, w- you shouldn't have much volunteering to do. No one wants uh, these things to happen, but they do. And so a boss that looks at your CV goes, well, if my roof caved in or if a disaster was to happen, I know I can rely on George because he's done this sort of thing.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let us go more to the mental health side of things. Um, okay. And, and okay. Uh, uh, people forget that you can also volunteer to help people on a mental health front. There are great organizations um, to do that. There's There's uh, Beyond Blue. Um, there's, yep. Uh, what are What are some other organizations? There's Beyond Blue. Well, you got
1: one Life door. You got Beyond Blue. You got Headspace. Headspace and also great. you've got. Yeah, you've got organisations, non governments like St John of God, private. You've got South Pacific, you've got Northside Clinic over in West, uh, yeah, out there behind Westmead in Wentworthville. So there are public and then there are non government um, places whereby you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: there's even... also the Black Dog Institute, which is a great, Black, great, great. A great work.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always looking for volunteers. Uh, Also, you've got, um, for example, uh, let me see, let me see, Um, picking up elderly aged care on a bus, you know, helping them off a bus, uh, helping them back on a bus. Um, When you help the elderly, there's something there that is just way up the top, go to an aged care home, donate two, three hours of your time reading to them, playing chess with them, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, having lunch with them. My gosh, you're spending time with national treasures because they've lived a longer time than you have. And the experiences they've got, you, it's a shame when they pass away because they've, they've got so much to talk about and share in their twilight years. And once again, selfishly, you gain a lot of insight into people and the elderly because we're going to be elderly one day.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's another organisation, mental health one in Parramatta, which is, does great work. at uh, One Door. So there. Yeah, the One Door.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Tremendous yeah. work. The- there are smaller organisations uh, that yeah. do great work. So One Door is a great, another great example on a mental health front. Yeah, and
1: And one door probably out of all of the ones for mental health is the most stigmatised because it deals with schizophrenia. Now, people get frightened when they hear the word schizophrenia, and it is, yes, it's one of the hardest uh, um, mental health issues to um, manage, Mm -hmm. but a very little place but with an area of people that suffer the most tremendous amount of suffering and to be with them, it's quite, quite funny, quite enlightening. They are just characters that you meet people. And if you're married, they'll behave like your wife. You won't understand it. Or the wife, like the husband, I can't understand him, (laughs) but you don't have to. You just have to yeah. be there to experience it. And they're a beautiful organization, very much stigmatized, even amongst mental health professionals, but some very special psychiatrists and doctors out there who take on looking after schizophrenic patients, specializing in that area.
0: Specializing and in that particular area, yeah.
1: Absolutely. They are, they are the cream of the crop. They're the most stigmatized because people just throw their hands up. Schizophrenia can't do anything there can't yeah, do exactly, anything exactly they're going i can do something and you can as a volunteer
0: okay uh what are some other areas people could look at um they is people oh. Who want, yeah
1: I'm just oh thinking. my gosh i don't know i think things like events you have a look every week every events, day yeah. we're putting our hand in our pocket for some charity captain starlight look at the children's hospital let's not forget our children yeah, the ones that aren't important, in the, even in our Lord's time. You children have and, you have Ronald children.
0: McDonald House. Uh, just that's outside. right.
1: They do tremendous do. work.
0: They're they're based right outside of Westmead Hospital on the, I believe, the Northmead side. Uh, yes, in Northmead, they do tremendous work where you can volunteer. I believe, uh, in yeah. facilitating parents in an overnight stave. They have sick children in the hospital. Um and That's right. you can go to their website and and look it up, uh, Ronald McDonald House. They do some tremendous work there. Um they do, yeah. they do.
1: And it's quite ironic because just around the corner from there, you've got a big Coca-Cola factory. <laughs> right? And you know, you you know, Coca-Cola is so important, but yet an organization that is so important, so you know, abundant, full of full of everything, right? It's the the kids that are the sweet sugar. The kids are the sweetest ones to be with huh? because yeah. they, they, and their they parents, love you. Yeah,
0: yeah and yeah, their parents, exactly. especially. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, there are so many organisations out there. I mean, a simple Google search can get you started yeah. and, and see yeah. availabilities. So let's...
1: Yeah, there's things. even, George, yeah. George, there's even a couple of things here. And I'm not saying this for black humour, but there are some people that are interested in cemeteries. So you become a cemetery volunteer guide mm-hmm. and take people around a cemetery and uh, you, you show people places of, of uh, and it's done with great respect, famous people that, that are buried in cemeteries. There's Henry Lawson. Yeah. There, is, uh, um, there is the Tui the family in Rookwood. Now, Tui's Beer, it's run by a Catholic family, the Tui's. They have a big ancient crypt. You know, uh, on Litcombe's side of place, there's a fella who invented Mortine is buried there. And these people, like, people are fascinated to walk around because people look at the history of a cemetery. They look at the tombstone. They look what's written. So you can act as a volunteer guide there too as well, you know, plus the cathedral, St. Mary's Cathedral, uh, in the uh, bookshop, piety stalls. You can work in your piety stall, become a volunteer mm-hmm. there.
0: Yeah, you there's know? also altar serving. Um, Correct. Take up uh, very importantly. There's being an acolyte. There's, uh, there's yep. readership at church. There's other things around the parish that, that that can be taken up as a volunteer. It's great work with the community. Yep. There.
1: And our brothers and sisters that belong to different religions, they too have what we do have there on that surface of it by the sacraments, But they have their greeters, and they have people that need to, you know, usher in the car cars for a car park if there's, you know, what I mean. People just volunteer their time, and you get on the roster, and away you go. And if you're sick, you're sick, right? Be honest. Stay home, and get there when you're well enough to go. Excellent. It's rewarding.
0: Let's go into some three practical tools to get us kick-started for people maybe listening now that want to get started with taking action and volunteer and mm-hmm. put some time towards helping other people. What are some three practical tools for us, Robert, that we can okay. uh, implement to take action in this area?
1: Okay. Be honest with yourself. Ask yourself, Am- what inspires me to volunteer? So you need to have the right course of action what inspires me to volunteer it may be a person it might be something that you've seen so you need to put that down write it down this uh, you know like make a kind of like a little notepad why i want to volunteer why is it what what do i want to do it for because you have to make sure it's not just it's not for selfish gains number two number two is ask family members ask other people around you hey, I was thinking of volunteering. Now, you kind of know a little bit about me. What do you think I'd be good at as a volunteer? Mm -hmm. And allow people to tell you objectively Mm -hmm. what they think Uh, you would be good at. Yeah. Yeah. And and number three, pray, 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 pray about it. Pray about it because uh, it's time it's, it can be a small little financial outlay for a certificate or two or for working with children's check, but pray about it because there's nothing sweeter knowing that you've prayed to God uh, about it and he's involved with it, um, who um, obviously gave the ultimate price, died totally, no cost, and yet the gain that we got, but he took the cost and the pain. So pray to the good Lord about it as well because he, he, he's not last, he's first and last. There's no one greater or, or or humbler than he is. So ask him to direct you as well. So pray, ask around people, people that kind of know you. And, and thirdly, be honest with yourself and go, what inspires me to volunteer? So there has to be that that some virtue, some character trait, you know, I I I need to I need to go somewhere where I'm not so well known or where I can just be myself and and meet other people in something that I'd like to do for them okay
0: mm-hmm. okay i mean that's absolutely amazing yeah. and uh, what's your final word for those who want to get it's started?
1: An, it's, it's an adventure volunteering is an adventure right it's a free ride. It's an adventure. So with an adventure, we never know where it's going to lead to. That's the whole part about the adventure, not the result, not the destination, but the actual ride, the adventure itself. That's where the fun is.
0: Excellent. Nice. Thanks so much for being with me, Robert. It's such a pleasure okay. have you. Thank you for being back on the show.
1: Okay. Trip. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: For those listening, uh, please... Uh, consider subscribing to The Catholic Toolbox. (laughs) It's a great way to volunteer your time to listening to The Catholic Toolbox at The Catholic Toolbox, wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to go to The Catholic Toolbox show and subscribe to the weekly podcast alert and keep on track with The Catholic Toolbox with us here Uh, as usual. None of this counts as any professional advice within this episode. Please seek the relevant professional uh, in whatever area that you require. Thank you for tuning into The Catholic Toolbox, The Art of Practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manassas. Until next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox, as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today, live on The Voice of Charity.